into the online broadcast network. AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hello, Dreadfuls. We are here, back doing AfterBuzz TV's Penny Dreadful After Show. We are doing Season 2, Episode 8, Memento Mori. I'm your host, Marissa Serafini. Joining me, we have Ladies Night tonight. Hello, hello. Uh, hi, guys. I'm Roxy Stryer. You guys can find me everywhere at Roxy Stryer. And I'm Sarah Stratton, and you can find me nowhere, but I will be pretending to be Marissa right now in the live chat. There you go. You can find our hashtag Sarah Stratton. And you can find, follow me on Twitter at Serafini TV. But before we actually delve into this episode, such a great episode, we have so much to talk about. I just want to quickly take this minute to remind all of our listeners to please go to podcast one dot com and fill out a really fun quick three minute listener survey it really helps us out here at AfterBuzz and podcasting in general we want to find out what you like about podcasting what we love about podcasting and how we can blend the two together and correlate and make our show the best it possibly can be absolutely so go to podcast one dot com fill out the listener survey the link is at the very top of the page if you can't find it tweet at us and we'll send you the link <laughs> so fill that out and let's get started this episode Really quickly, what were your overall thoughts? Because I didn't watch it with you two, so I want to know. Overall, I thought that it was a really interesting episode. I liked that certain plot lines are coming more together, um, that we're seeing different sides of characters come out. Uh, so it was a fun episode that definitely kept me on my toes. Excited to talk about it. Rox, what did you think? Interesting is a really good word for it. Um, I wanted to talk throughout the entire episode. I had a million questions, a million comments. There was so much going on, and which is ridiculous because we didn't even see Vanessa tonight. I know. And I feel like that's why it was such an interesting episode. Not that I don't love seeing her, but we really got to dive into all the other characters, and we are used to spending an hour with her every week, and without that, a lot happened. So that was pretty cool to see. Although I did miss her. Yeah, I I missed her and Ethan, but I think that goes shows a testament to the shows and the characters in general that each of them are so individually intriguing and strong that each of their storylines are still awesome to listen to and follow. Right. I don't know if we could have done that season one, but season two, there's been enough development and storyline whatnot that we really could. And I didn't feel like, I didn't even really notice we hadn't seen her until I think I turned to Sarah maybe 40 minutes in and I said, Wait, have we seen Vanessa? <laughs> like, it didn't even cross my mind until then. So that's really they good. They filled it with a bunch of like full scenes that had a lot going on. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't that I like missed her. I had enough there to keep me occupied, and I wasn't like, I need Vanessa today. Right, and I had the same awareness that we didn't see her or Ethan, 
But I didn't mind it, though. Because mm-hmm. we love her character, obviously. But I felt like all the stories still progressed a lot. When I saw you, Marissa, you were like, oh my god, I cannot wait until you watch this episode. It was a wow. Was that because the overall episode really surprised you? Or was there a specific uh, storyline that really wowed you? I think each, for this particular episode, each scene... You, you cut it and isolate each scene. They were all amazing by themselves. Right. And then you put them all together. The whole episode was just freaking amazing. And I I can't wait to talk about it. There's so much to talk about. All right. Woo-hoo. Let's start with Dorian and Angelique. Very, one of our quickest, that we didn't see a lot of them, but we did see a lot of Dorian. More than what we've seen since the show has started. Right, and I kind of wanted to pick your brain on it because I know that back in season one, you were reading and telling me all about Picture of Dorian Gray and (laughs) and what was going on there, and I'm still a little confused on where this storyline is going. I don't know if I want to know everything, but I'm a little confused. My question is... Oh, yeah, sorry. I just wanted to point out, um, one of our chat members did mention that in the book, the scarf is used to, like, signal a lot of Dorian's um, sins, and I think they said even murders, which to me, I I picked that out when he pulled the red scarf. Mm-hmm. I thought he was going to strangle her with it. Did hear? And I kind of wanted him to, even though I liked her. I thought that would be an interesting way to go. Well, I guess it got the same result. Yeah. I, I thought so, too. I think that was kind of literally a red herring, thinking that he's going to kill Angelique in one way. Rest in peace, Angelique. We do find out that he, she finds out Dorian's portrait and secret, and of course Dorian has to kill her. Did, were you surprised it was by poison, though? I was surprised by so many things in that scene that that wasn't really the thing that stood out to me. Okay. Um, I, I really did think that he was going to take it to another level. I think str- strangling is a bit more... I mean, hands on. Yes, but I'm like they they (laughs) always say this is like there's the the old saying that poison is a woman's way to kill. Like, Mm -hmm. so I was expecting that. You've never heard that. No, I say like poison is the thing that women use. I always wonder who is this they? Who are these people? (laughs) (laughs) I know what you mean. No arsenic. Arsenic. Yeah, it's always said as like a woman's way to kill. So it was interesting to me that he did use that poison in this like. Champagne. I because Angelique didn't strike me as someone he was scared of, mm-hmm. so I didn't understand why he needed to poison her that way. I thought that she was very trusting. When we get that she says that she would accept him, and then he continues to let her die. Well, he says after he kills her, I don't think you would. Uh, that to me was. I'm not sure if I agree with that. I don't even think she really had a grasp on the situation, considering I don't have a grasp on the situation, mm-hmm. and I, I know more than do. she did. So, yeah. It was just, it was really, really, um, I, I, I guess you are right, Marissa, and the more I think about it, that did surprise me, that it was poison, because I felt like this was one of those taking care of business kind of things, and he asked, will you love me even if this is who I am? Why would he ask that if he was intending on poisoning her, no matter what? Why would he ask that? He just wanted to know the answer. Mm-hmm. I figured he would ask that. They were trying to make it look like that with the glasses, so we would have that in our mind, but then depending on his answer, he would strangle her or mm-hmm. not. Poison is like, it was predetermined before he walked in the room, no matter what she did, he was going to kill her. Yep, because he already had that poured out. My question, all right, were you su- we finally got to see what the portrait looked like. It only took us... 16 episodes. <laughs> and it looked like Gollum. 
It did. Were you? What do you think of? What Dog were your first in initial reactions of the portrait? Take it, Sarah. <laughs> My initial. Um, I was expecting something much worse. I liked that they kept the, the movement that we got the flicker. Mm-hmm. Um, Wait, what do you mean by worse? Like. We got that it was, like, this decaying, crouched, chained, shackled being. I wanted, like, zoom in. I wanted all of his sins to be, like, like, I wanted to focus in on his on his skin and, like, see if it was just, because we just saw, like, pustules and scarring. I wanted to see his actual sins in the photo. You like, I almost like- wanted to see, like, Angel, like, a picture of, like, dead Angelique in his thumb. Mm. Like... You wanted to be like the Joker with it tattooed all over him. You wanted his sins ta- pretty much tattooed on. Pretty his body. much. How I, would make? How would one make sins tangible though? Well, if she wants literal images on parts of his body, that's somewhat tangible. I mean, anyway, if, you, yeah. if you kill somebody, then whatever the weapon is is on you. Or, or I get what you're saying, but I, it's a little too literal for me. The reason that this didn't completely work. In, in my opinion, is that if you don't know the story, and the only reason I know more about the story is because of Marissa, I would have seen this, and I would have been confused on what even had just happened. Mm-hmm. Like, what she had even witnessed. So, I'm surprised that Angelique didn't walk in the room and say, oh, this is a weird painting, and then walk out of the room. <laughs> because you couldn't even tell it was him, really. And and to go off of that... Reading, being a fan of Dorian Gray's story in general, and then finally seeing it come alive on on the show, I loved how they portrayed the portrait because it showed he's not human anymore. He's literally a monster, mm-hmm. and I think the fact that they showed it was literally chained up, which was an interesting detail that I didn't imagine because reading the book he's not it's Mm. just a portrait of dorian in human form and the fact that this show showed it in a more in some versions i believe he is chained i'm not sure if it's in the book or in other like segments where he's used in like film and such but i'm pretty sure some of the portraits he's i just recall reading the story the only chains really that i remember is that the portrait itself hangs up by chains Mm -hmm. Uh, not in the actual portrait the portrait is just the the human body that might be what i'm thinking when we see that movement is it because another one bites the dust yeah Mm. (laughs) pretty much um I wanted to mention, because people are trying to bring it up in the chat, it, does this mean Dorian is actually evil? People are saying he's the worst. What type of woman he actually, or partner or mate he actually needs? Mentioning of the undead. Mentioning someone more actually aligned, in, in line with Brona. Mm-hmm. Did tonight's scene, did the murder of Angelique solidify Dorian as a fully evil human being who's not trying to fight against his evil nature? Or was it something out of safety or out of, like, that need to be protected? Because to me, I'll answer my opinion. My opinion was this did make him, like, evil. It, to me, put him on the bad side. If, if we conquer these witches, I could see Dorian becoming the next player that they might have to fight against. If we have to go back, I mean, they haven't really dove into it in this series yet, but... Supposedly, Dorian Gray received his portrait by selling his soul yep. to the devil. We haven't found out now which brother he is in line with right. in this show, but in history, we do know that he got 
this eternal beauty and youth from someone, and we know another character who promises that. So if we lose the witches, I kind of feel like he could step on up. And Interesting. Could be the biggest bad that we have seen yet. Um, Especially because he has a pullover benefit. And it would definitely tie him to the actual people of, of the show. So, yeah. Before Maybe. you gave your answer, I was going to say, no, I don't think he's been solidified as evil. Uh, because or self-preservation or whatever it is mm. because we don't know enough backstory on him. If we don't take these from the stories that we've read outside, I don't think we've been given enough information to deem his, him as evil, especially in juxtaposition to the rest of the characters we saw tonight. But after you just explained what you did, I'm very much on the fence and I would lean more towards the fact that he is making his place as the villain of the show. Mm. Interesting. I think he, if I recall correctly, he said the line, better than we are. So I, I think that really added to his sense of self that he's built up over all these years and being immortal now because of his photo. He does believe he's become better than everyone else and has that step up. Right. Which I think this whole scene, as short as it was, really epitomized his character and what we as the audience is already led to believe who he is. Absolutely. This is really interesting stuff, guys. But before we continue, we'd like to thank our sponsor for supporting the show, Mazda. And Mazda has a very important question for you. Does driving matter to you? There's over 4 million miles of road in the U.S. to find out. That's a lot of ground to cover. A lot of highways, freeways, wrong ways, long ways. They're all there waiting to be driven on. So do you take that left turn at Albuquerque or just keep going? Do you wake up early Sunday morning for a drive before the traffic does? Or do you take the long, winding road home for a change? If driving matters to you, just get out and drive. Why? Because driving matters. Mazda. So thanks for listening to that sponsor, and we can get back into the show. Thank mm. you, Mazda. Yes, Mazda's great. Okay, let's get into Lily and John Clare. And what do we think of Lily now? Her character has taken a complete 360 turn from the beginning of this season. <laughs> do you like it? Do you like this darker Lily? All right, um, you guys. <laughs> you know my little heart's broken. You guys I know told about. You. I told you. I'm not to, okay. This isn't the time to say I told you. I so told I just you. told you my heart is broken. I Sarah. told. <laughs> Did I not just tell you how I feel? I'm feeling crushed. I'm gut. It's gut wrenching to me. You know this was the couple I was fighting for, and now. Yeah. 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 That once That's in a while, I can put influence over your love life. Yeah. This is why I need to pick my advice. I know. I know. I'm screwed. Sarah, you're so wise she is goodness she is she she does well she knew it from the start all right i just don't i don't get it because i was so i was so sure that lily was just this lost little lamb and she was like a baby and still was making these decisions and and hadn't figured out which way to turn and she killed somebody but she didn't know what she was doing whoa i was so wrong like just the most wrong what do we think of that opening scene with her and her really still loving up against this body who is now dead. This is so twisted. Took Sarah less than two seconds to know that, that that's who yeah. she was with. I was like, no, maybe it's a new guy. Nope. I was like, no. she's caressing a dead man. I can uh, feel it. Creepy. Uh, yeah. Definitely set the tone for her character for today's episode. But mm-hmm. I still at this point thought that she didn't know what she was doing because she called him a sleeping boy. So I was like, oh, maybe she doesn't know about death. Maybe she thinks she made him go to sleep. <laughs> That's no. where my mind was. This is called evil. This Man. is called something I met early on the chat, although now everyone's talking about how Rona is mm. mad, literally, zombie, feminist, monster, crazy. Um, 
I will disp- I am going to, I want to call you out a little bit. Someone said she was a strong female character. I was like, no, this is called a strong, crazy female character. True. Still strong, though. True. Very strong. strong. Very strong. Don't want to get determined. She threw John Claire a couple times. Like, whoa, where did this strength come from? No, yeah. Uh, do we think that it's just dead strength? Yeah, in terms I of guess. that, though, I was curious. Is he not as strong as she is, or was he not willing to fight back? I think Calban, as angry as he is against the world, I think he has enough respect for women okay. to not, even as dead as he is, to not strike back. Hmm. I think it was a little bit of shock. I think that he has gone into, in any situation that someone knows what he is, which is with Victor Frankenstein, mm-hmm. he asserts his power, his control, and she is calling him out. There was a, like a switch in the scene where she called him out for being undead and realizing what she was and taking that knowledge and using it to make herself a god or like the new owner of the universe. Mm-hmm. And then in this very, very quick thought process, also be like, oh, you can be my mate because you are like me. Even though I just told you we could never be together. But I'm going to change my mind real quick. I think this scene was fantastic in all aspects. The writing, acting, production standpoint. Did you notice that blocking? Holy crap. Yeah, that was incredible. But my hat goes off to her. She, Yeah, Billy Piper. Wow, she killed it. Oh my gosh. Literally. Throw out to Stormy4400. I completely agree with this as well. He says, or he or she says, Lily is Lilith. Her her monologue tonight echoed Brona's history as a prostitute, but it also, also echoed the Lilith mythology. She even referenced the garden as the Garden of Eden. And Lilith has different historical... Right. Backgrounds of like this mother. Anyway, look into it. Evil but that's a really good point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this was the craziest part to me. We mm. were created to rule, my love, and the blood of mankind will water our garden. And I'm sitting there thinking, all right, if you are Caliban and you're listening to this, you can go one of two ways. You either give in, or you realize you are not the same monster. And I, mm. I was sitting here praying that this line would get to him. Like, wait a second. I don't want to kill all of mankind. I don't want their blood to water my garden. And instead, he starts kissing her back, and I was like, oh, God. Oh, mm-hmm. this is just going to be so bad because I don't believe he's as evil as she is. Yeah. But they primed the audience for that because now it makes sense. Earlier, before we do get the scene between Lily and Caliban or Mr. Claire, however you want to call these people because they now have 50 names, yeah. we got the crazy turn from Caliban against Victor where he said again he's returned to his idea that he's going to come back and kill him. This is a, we've seen this side but we thought he'd, I thought he'd overcome it and just decided that he wanted to be a part with Lily. But something snapped in him and I thought that that scene was a little bit out of place. I thought that that anger towards Victor was too high. You mean when he tried to kill him with the When he tried to kill him. (laughs) And then when he also said, like, even if you get, even if I get what I want, I'm still going to haunt you. It's just not the correct method to get somebody to do what you want them to do. No. But, again, I think it's just to the point where we always see John Claire threatening Victor. To the point where now it's just tiresome, and I don't believe John Claire will actually do it, because he's said it so many times, but he hasn't actually executed it. Now, hearing it from Brona, 
for the first time, and her saying, let's go after Victor. We are both monsters. We're, we're going to go back to our creator and uh, bring forth the demons. Hearing it from Brona, I believe her more than her Way more. executing Victor than Caliban slash John Clare would. Well, because we haven't seen him kill somebody since when he killed Proteus, but we her, we just watched her sleep with someone yeah. and kill them. I think that at the end of the day, well, actually, I'll save it for predictions. All right. Oh, save, look what I did there. Save it for predictions. Okay. My, I, I don't think this is really a question, but I just have to mention all the mirrors tonight. I really love the yeah. symbolism of the mirrors. Mm-hmm. How everyone's reflection is, all the cracked mirrors shows they are not their true selves. Or something is obviously broken with their characters, and I loved it. Hello, production. So good. All right. <laughs> no, I, I think it's a really <laughs> it good point. It, it was interesting, and a lot of the shots were reflection shots too, and they, they really played that up. Yeah, and we had it with we had it with Brona, we had it with um, Sir Malcolm. Well, mm-hmm. I think that overall in this episode with the mirrors is this, and echoing Sembene's line, is the know who you are. It's also, this was a very revealing episode for characters. We talked about Dorian. We've established, in my opinion, this is the episode that establishes him as evil. It also mm-hmm. establishes Brona as crazy. and also establishes, like, the Caliban can be manipulated and flip on a switch, like, it is showing us the true sides of this character. That's why I know. I'm, oh, I'm going to skip ahead, and I don't really want to. Okay. Uh, okay. Do you guys think that Brona can come back from this? Is there any way, after knowing what we know about her tonight, is there any way Caliban could bring her back to the light? Victor, any one of them could bring her back to the light, or is she too far gone, and we should lose faith? I think she's now too far gone because she's so against Victor now, and I think the now she's trying to get Giant Claire on her team. No one. Who else is strong enough to stop them? What do you think, Sarah? Too far gone? Uh, you know how I feel about Brona anyway. I still call yeah. her Brona because that who is who she is. Can like Vanessa bring I'm back? still not done with the whole she used to be in love with Ethan line. Mm. Like, I don't think she can ever come back. Because now, what do I want? Who do I want her to be with? Who do I want her to be? Do I, I obviously don't want her to be this reincarnation, as Story pointed out, of, of as Lilith. But what like, about I want with her Dorian? Who you think's evil also? Yeah, I do think he's So evil. maybe evil deserves mm-hmm. evil. No, maybe evil deserves to be dead. I, I guess. I just wonder at what point she started realizing things. Like, at what point did she see that she was the undead? At what point was this all clear to her? From I think it might have been after her first kill. Where she realized oh, she... after? Yeah, yeah, when she realized she had... She has power over men. Hmm. And human beings in general. That she... She, in a way, is on this pedestal. And because mortality doesn't affect her anymore. Because she's technically immortal. I'm going even further back than so, that. So do, does Ethan, though, have power over her if he comes back? That's a good question because we still haven't even seen Ethan Interact. see Lily mm-hmm. now. Yeah. A lot of people are calling from Lupus Day will put things right, says Chaotic Trini. Hmm. Say everybody. <clears throat> One more thing about Lily and Dorian because we see Dorian still trying to courtship Lily over and Dorian and we see John Claire being jealous still. That sparks everything. But the one thing I noticed, the the white 
roses, which I found fascinating. It was a really cool shot, too. It was was brilliant. There were so many cool shots, and we'll get to that, too. But just the meaning of white roses, and which symbolizes purity and innocence, and we know both of them are too far gone from that. Mm -hmm. So I just find the irony in just showing the roses. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it was beautiful. A lot of thought went into the production this week. I agree with that. I love this show. All right. One more thing before we get into Lyle and why not, because Lyle had humongous key scenes. And a different beard. A lot of things are going to go down, but you know what's going to go down fairly soon in the fall? Rehab for Victor. (laughs) No. That too. A whole nother show. A whole nother show. We have Dance... Battle America coming out this fall, 2015. As you may know, Maria Menounos, who is the founder and executive producer of AfterBuzz TV, the, for the past couple of holidays, her and Julianne Huff from, you know her, ABC Dancing with the Stars. That the, beautiful girl you see on TV all amazing. the time. <laughs> Both of them, because the good friends, they have started dance battles. And they go back and forth on Instagram, and it's become such a big thing that big celebrities like Kate Hudson, Cara Delevingne, mm-hmm. Amber Riley, all of them have joined in on, on the battles. But it has now become a new special that's going to be airing on ABC. Right, and you know how much fun this is because I have seen you in these videos, and now mm-hmm. you don't get to be the only one having fun because you guys at home can join the fun. You that definitely was being can join. <laughs> I was a little jealous, and I get to join now. Yes, and so. To learn more about this show, please go to dancebattledamericacasting.com. If you go there, you can find out all the rules on how to audition and send in your videos to see if you can be a part of the show. No matter where you live and you can get flown out here. Yes. Which is really cool. You might have the (laughs) opportunity to fly out here to Los Angeles, be a part of a national television show, and maybe meet Maria and Julianne. That would be cool. That would be really cool. That'd be awesome. So, again, that's dancebattleamericacasting.com. It will air on ABC. Definitely tune in and hashtag Dance Battle America. Send in your videos. They're fun. I've been a part of it, and it'd be awesome if you you guys were a part of it too. Furthermore, Sarah, what's up? Um, <laughs> one, two, a pair that could participate in our dance battle, according to the chat from Mr. David uh, and Jay, I believe, says Caliban versus Dorian in the dance battle. Ooh, Dorian, you think? In a dance battle? Don't we remember the whole Vanessa trying to teach Caliban to dance? He's a little bit of a beginner. Yeah, but you don't know. Dorian's lots of practice. That's That's like art of seduction. You don't know how he could be with hip hop? That's true. He (laughs) could probably do some crazy tricks on his like undead (laughs) limbs. Oh yeah. Lots of strength. You don't know. You don't know. Alright. I wonder if Lyle would be a good dancer. Uh, Lyle's Lyle's Mm. a good liar. That is true. I don't know if that correlates to dancing, though. Okay, so our first scene with Lyle tonight, he's going head-to-head with Evelyn. What do we think of this scene and just the whole power play Evelyn has against Lyle? But do we think Lyle has the upper hand because he's lying to her and still lives? Um, he's not ex- he's it's omission of the truth like that's true she would have sensed if he actually knew where Vanessa was we know that he doesn't um, I think at first I thought that he was giving her a massage by the way they shot this <laughs> which would have been really unique um, because we don't see him sitting and then I don't know I just get worried about him because 
the way the show is being filmed right now is gearing us up to think that he's going to flip and be on our side. And we might be very let down at some point because he might just decide that our team isn't strong enough or not worth it. And then my heart's going to be broken again. No? Sarah, what do you think? I'm distracted <laughs> a little bit right now because okay. I'm about to say some Benet would win. What? would win the dance battle. Dance battle. Yeah. I don't know if Sarah's allowed you to know chat anymore. She Sim- has too much fun with you guys at home. Sembedi <laughs> is capable of many different things. He could be a very good dancer as well. I wouldn't be surprised. I really wouldn't. Uh, Sembedi can do whatever he wants. Exactly. If he tells me, again, last week, remember, I was like, I don't know. Now I'm curious about his past. I don't, uh, I'm back on I, whatever I he says. You, well, I never said that whatever he said I didn't believe. What do you mean I told you I told you? All night, all you said to me is I told you and then you laughed at the chat. I don't like you tonight, Sarah's friend. I don't like you at all. Roxy, you can you sit over me. here. I always love you and you're very accurate. You did tell me so. I'm just bitter about it. <laughs> you're like, I hate when you're right. I know. You, you, you're right too, Marissa, but you're not throwing in my face as much. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. But, okay. Lyle, w- big exposition scene with him. We, f- Us as the audience finally find out the rest of the narrative. I love how every episode we learn a little bit more, but it's not to the point where they just drag it out, but it's, it's still moving the story along. Well, Roxy brought up a really good point about this whole story, and I realized that I was thinking one particular way. My, I, my take on it originally was that Lyle had all these artifacts, and he knew that they were in this demonic language, but I was under the impression that he didn't know what the exact message was. And so I thought he was going into this venture of putting this puzzle together with, like, knowledge of the subject matter, but not exact context of what he was going to be teaching. And when um, when Madame Kali was like, well lead them to, like, I want them to know the real story, I thought that was just, like, and, yes, you when can she be said that episodes ago. Yes, episodes and episodes ago. So this whole time, I thought that Lyle did not clearly know the message and was actually figuring it out. Mm-hmm. But Roxy mentioned... Yeah, I think, I thought that he knew. I thought when she said, no, I want, he was like, should I steer them off, whatever, and she says, no, get there. I think the whole time he knew exactly what the message said, which is why I was kind of taken aback when tonight they, he stops at one point and says, and now for the rest of the message, and then reads it out. I was like, yeah, I guess he's been in there looking at this a lot, but is anybody going to question him on how he got there, or if this could be another way, or if maybe some of the artifacts could be switched around? It was just interesting to me, and I, I always assumed he knew, but... Yeah, it, I mean, I, I don't think, know. I think the two hmm. ways... It, the two ways that it could be are, one, he didn't know, and because of all this other action going on, we just couldn't focus on them solving it line by line because that would be boring. Right. So they had to just give us the puzzle in a chunk. Or two, that when we saw this weird conversation that he had with Madame Kali and the awkward kiss and the almost, like, defiance, and we know that he is kind of helping Vanessa and that he, like, didn't want to share where she was and how he purposely, like, did not know. Like, he purposely led himself not to know so he wouldn't have to admit to Madame Kali where she was. Was that, like, a shift? Was that the point he was like, wait, I actually don't want to be part of your world anymore Mm -hmm. and now I am going to let the whole story out. Like, it could be either one. The truth is we just don't really know where 
what decisions Lyle is making. And as people are putting on the ch- chat, now we don't even have just Lyle and Madame Cully and Lyle and our crew of fighters of the sure, and our gang. Our gang. And we our have him Scooby and Hecate. Mm-hmm. Hecate, yes. As well. Into that. Mm-hmm. Also, this might be a two-parter. Why do you think Lyle exposed the rest of the story because of his interaction with Evelyn and then immediately with Hecate going up to him be like, hey, her going against her own mother. There's a coup going on there. But is it because these two have now pretty much threatened his life and he's just telling the rest of the story to save himself? I don't know. That's what I'm saying before about he might break our heart. He's a wild card at this point. So it's one or the other, Marissa. He's either doing this to save his own butt or he's doing it to save Vanessa's. We obviously hope that he saves Vanessa and sends himself down the river. But I don't know if he's that kind of guy. From what we know, fact-wise, he isn't that kind of guy. He's done everything to uphold his reputation and make sure that he comes out on top. He even says tonight, I gave up caring about people a long time ago. Exactly. I don't know if that's true or not, but he certainly wants Madame Kali to know that. So I just, I do not trust him. I'm really scared that they're trying to make it seem like he's going to be the one who saves the day, but really he's going to be the one who throws us under the bus. Right. I can't trust him because he can't trust himself. That's very true, too. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think he knows at the end of the day what he's going to do. But I love his character because he's the one that always gives the exposition. Yeah. <laughs> so that true. that's his his one main goal. I mean, granted, he is comedic relief also, but he adds and tells the audience everything that we need to know. Um, let And about the narrative, we learn a lot more. Two brothers, one cast to Earth and one cast to Hell. I loved getting this information tonight. I'll just say that. It so really good. helps. Like I talked about last week, I loved with the when we know the three of them and they're forever chasing each other. This is the kind of tangible thing that I need in order to set up a complicated show like this. Sorry, you can continue. No, Sarah, I believe I you had something. So I, I agree. So now what we've set up is on one hand, we have this ring of the scorpion, the hound, and the devil. Yes. That are supposedly always chasing each other in a circle. And now they've also set up that we have two brothers, one to hell, one to earth, one drinking blood by night, who we're led to assume is the The head of the vampires who lured in Mina. And then the second one is the devil who has the witches on his side. My question is, why isn't blood night earth brother part of spinning circle? Do well, you understand what I'm the saying? The spinning by that? circle was—I I totally understand what you're saying, but didn't we find out that the spinning circle was referring to the vampire one? No, I thought we found out, out that the hound, the scorpion, and it was the devil, which in my mind meant that the hound. This is how I processed it. My mind was that the hound, or the wolf, or however you want to say it, I'm going to say Ethan, hound, is the person who can wolf. injure the devil. Yes. My question is that if this sector exists, this wheel then maybe there's another wheel that is still the scorpion and the vampire and what can defeat a vampire. So instead of one wheel having three, there's now another wheel there that has another, three others. Which we might be missing a component of. It would yeah. be interesting, interesting do we have to believe four. that Ethan can defeat both 
the head of the vampires and the devil, or maybe he is just the best weapon against one. So if that is the case, and there is another Mm. wheel, I wouldn't think there would be another wheel that would include a woman that could decide who was going to be the person who was able to take down God, essentially. There can't be two women out there at the same time, which means there can't be two of the same kind of wheel. That other wheel would have to look like something else in order for it to work. But I do believe that probably Ethan is better equipped to take down one of Mm -hmm. the two brothers. Um, I'm just confused at this point who that is because I thought that the devil was in reference to the vampire brother. But I, I guess we're saying that it's in reference to the other brother. Now, now we know that they're com- two completely different things. Mm-hmm. Right. My thing is, and this, this might be get a little lengthy. What I loved about this was that now we know the 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 whole story arc of season one was more to the vampire, the the brother on Earth, and now season two's whole story arc is to Lucifer. Mm-hmm. What would season three be? Well, I think that Sarah had a really interesting point about Dorian and what's going on with him and him maybe rising up as a big bad. True. Okay, now go into Ethan being the hound slash wolf of God being the one component that could really stop, in a way, whatever's going down. What, for him, I think, this might be early predictions, but because he is an earthly being and you going off can he only destroy one? He might be able to destroy the vampire that's on Earth that's literally on the same playing field as he is. Mm-hmm. But in a wheel or in a triangle, you can't have a triangle with that one point. So you take out one, you take out the rest. So you take out the the Earth being, and you destroy the whole thing. Oh, you think so? Yeah. Well, it depends on if there are two wheels. If there's another wheel, then you Maybe. don't destroy the whole thing. Well, we just need to clarify is who can Ethan hurt and right. how bad can he hurt them? I would think True. that I would think that Maurice is correct that he would be able to hurt the one that's on the same playing field as him. However, now it has all different questions. Are, uh, what? Sarah? I came up with the solution. Oh, Simbene. Simbene. It might be Simbene. But now the question to me now is, what is the difference between Earth and Hell? If they both have this devil character running around on them, and who was cast to Earth versus who was cast cast to Hell, and how was that? Uh, just the whole thing. We were supposed to think of Heaven's got God, Hell's got the devil, Earth doesn't have either. Now we find out. Guess what? Earth's got one of those, and it's not God. Like, mm-hmm. all right, well, then we're damned. <laughs> I'm true. I'm not feeling great about humanity at this point. It's not. It's looking bleak <laughs> right now. But it does explain Vanessa's point in all of this, like her purpose. That we know she's conflicted with God. Who both of these, the two brothers, are obviously conflicted with God, being cast out by him. But now they need Vanessa because she's the the more I don't want to say neutral, but the person in between their two conflicts that they have. But she was referred to the, as the mother of evil, which is she's the vessel, right? It, it goes back to what I was saying weeks ago, which I'm not even sure Vanessa is going to end up good. Before I'm talking about she could potentially be the mother of all evil if they get to her right. to be the mother of all evil. Yeah, now we sound like we're talking about some once upon a time stuff. Know. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally, totally. But. um Listen to that after show, because we're awesome there. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, I'm sitting here thinking, wow, is Lyle really good or evil? 
you know what? Screw Lyle right now. I'm talking about our main freaking character, our protagonist. We don't even know if she's good or evil. Yeah, because she's a poor I, Vanessa. She's trying to deal with herself. I think that if we're going to get through the show, we just have to keep some hope in some people. Some Bennett. Some Bennett. Some Bennett. <laughs> Ben is our through line. The moment we lose him in any way, shape, or form, I don't know what we're going to cling to anymore. Let's get know to some Benny. Know who you are. Know who you are. The line How moment. awesome was that? It was amazing. It was epic. I, I was so glad that it was that simple, that he didn't have to go and like beat the crap out of him or anything. He just said it, and then it was. Well, he had to, like, manhandle Sir Malcolm, but it was yeah. awesome the way he did it. Because yeah. he's the only one, literally, I mean, hello, human strength, just from him. Him actually being strong enough, physically strong enough to stop Sir Malcolm, yell one line at him, and and snap Sir Malcolm out of this dark voodoo enchantment that he's under. Holy crap, Sam Benny. I know. What power? I had so much faith in him that this was not surprising. Really? I was like, I actually wanted to see him do a little bit more, mm-hmm. um, but I was like, yeah, he because we've we've now seen the power of his one line. What happens like when he really tries? I know, or when he really talks. Well, I I still am so curious about their backstory and how exactly Simbene possibly could have been saved by Malcolm. Because it seems like Simbene can handle himself and everybody else. Do you Everyone think? has a weakness. That's what this show tells us. That's Everyone true. has a weakness. Ooh, Sarah, poignant. Very true. Very deep. Do you think, because we know Sir Malcolm has been under this enchantment by Evelyn, but do you think back when both Simbene and Sir Malcolm were in Africa, before all this even started, Sir Malcolm was under the influence before and Simbene has done this before? has literally snapped Sir Malcolm out of things because because when he was talking to Ethan Chandler a couple of six this episodes is not him. this is not him yeah. it feels like some Benny has done this before which is really interesting because we know that it's never been Madame Kali or we would assume that Madame Kali has never had him under the influence so back to Sarah's theory on there being two different wheels does the other devil have another vessel his own version of Madame Kali who's been messing with Malcolm at points Ooh, we don't know there's a lot of things at play here so it seemed to me Marissa like you're saying that this had been done before that Zimbabwe had mastered this before. And Sir Malcolm has been influenced before. I will say, uh, pointing out to the chat was that, also again from Stormy, was Malcolm already breaking the spell before Zimbabwe threw him in the room of, let's call, memories? Um, I will say, it's a good point. I think Zimbabwe was the thing that pushed it over the edge. I think he has voodoo powers and that part of this was... Shaman powers. Mm. Yeah, shaman powers. But there was a very visible transition in the Sir Malcolm we saw in the early parts of this episode and the Malcolm we saw last week. We saw him reflecting on talking about who he was deep inside and that angry soul. And not caring that his wife had passed and that being strange. And being affected by Mina when he was, by Mina's name when talking to Rusk. And like being able to hold himself up in that conversation with Rusk, with intelligence, with um, being able to conceal their secrets. Right. Like, he was very much himself in that conversation. So, as Dwayne pointed out, yes, totally could be on that track. The power was listening. 
I think Simbene was the push, though, that helped him break through. Is this a stronger statement about the power of Simbene and Sir Malcolm, or is this a stronger statement about Madame Kali losing her power? Like, what, what, what is a stronger force here? This upcoming power of Simbene and Sir Malcolm, or the fact that Madame Kali is clearly losing her grip, and there is maybe potentially about to be a takeover in her regime? It might. That's a very good point. I think, yes, because right now, it's really just Evelyn going against the whole gang. And it's the whole gang going against Evelyn, so Evelyn's just outnumbered. And the fact that we have so many seemingly good characters, like Sam Benny, to fight against Evelyn, being by herself, that we obviously know, and we're rooting for the gang. They're the protagonists. Evelyn's the antagonist. Mm-hmm. So I think it's the gang just being being outnumbering and being more powerful against. And not only Eva. that, but talking about Kali and everyone's talking about the witch coop. Like she's yeah. she is becoming, she's leaning toward the fact that she could be going at this solo. Mm-hmm. She's losing her flock, but she's losing her own daughter. Yeah. yeah, and I thought she was losing them really quickly, and then we had that really strong moment tonight where she was like. Don't forget who's in charge. I thought you were going to grab my face. <laughs> don't forget who's don't forget who's in charge. My witchy witchy powers that throw you to the floor, Hecate, because you are a little brat right now. She was being a little brat. Well, She's yeah. trying to take over mommy's position. She's gaining some sort of valuable knowledge, though. She I want to know what she's pulling out mm-hmm. of Lyle. Yeah. That's true. Uh, I love the line from Sambeni, know who you are, but then also Evelyn in, kind of reflecting that, know who I am. I, yeah. And the whole memento mori, I mean, the, the whole title of tonight's episode, remember that everyone has to die. Pretty much that's the general translation. I remember really, that you will die. I honestly thought afterwards that he was gonna, it was going to be a Lion King moment. He was going to say, remember who you <laughs> are. Which would have been, yeah. which been a you little bit too much. You are the one true king. Yeah. It's kind of true, though. How amazing would that be? <laughs> Crossover. Hello. And then we got, and the whole cast breaks out. Anyway. That would be amazing. I'd be for that. Would it really fit with the theme of the show? But, okay. We did get talk of lions. It was mentioned. We, yeah. we still get the whole Lion's Lamb references, which were so be- beautifully written in, as always. The whole, what do we think of Evelyn now kind of, I don't want to say kind of, but really swaying Sir Malcolm. I didn't feel like she really swayed him. Do you? I feel like he held him? his ground and was like, I'm going to rip your head off your pretty little body. 100%. 100%. Don't think he but, was swayed um, at all. I no, think I, the one... Like, the one thing he gave her was, like, if Vanessa lives, I will be with you forever. I don't think that's him giving in to her. Right. I think that's him fighting for what he came for in the first place, which also... But he's kind of losing himself in the process. No. But, like, that was that wasn't, like, that wasn't a sacrifice to her power. That was a sacrifice that he was just going to make to save Vanessa. Which she doesn't okay. have anything to do, in my opinion, with her sway over him. It Which was just what really he had about. to barter. Right. Okay. Um, but don't go to places alone. Yeah, that was so frustrating, and, and exactly mm-hmm. how I felt last week about Ethan going to try to murder that person. I was like, oh my god, it's the same kind of feeling. Stop doing things alone. You're better as a gang. Uh, my question right. is, do we feel like she was, Madame Kelly was insinuating that Sir Malcolm had feelings for Vanessa 
as more than a daughter kind of thing. She was like, you really watched her grow up. I felt like she was uh, referencing something sexual there. No. I didn't I didn't see it as sexual because we see okay. we see in the whole season one Sir Vanessa and Sir Malcolm's really relationship if Sir Malcolm's really like the father, father figure, surrogate father. No, I'm not saying so I, feel I think that it's way. going I'm saying I felt like she felt that way. I don't I personally didn't see that. Okay. Interesting. Um, I'd have to rewatch it. I think that she was trying to poke him mm-hmm. and prod him in whatever way she could. And I just took it as her like Mentally trying to get at him. Although I do believe that the monologue she gave him, where she really, where she got down on her knees and told him that she wanted to be with him forever, I thought that was real. I did too. Mm-hmm. I completely believed it. Especially, I have like three reasons. One, we talked. I do. One, we talked about this being like the episode of Mirrors. Two, we've seen so many character like. Revelations, revelations mm-hmm. in this. Like it's leading me to believe that this we are supposed to find truth in this episode. Three, like, it to me, we have this whole speech from Lily about women being on their knees to men, and then in this scene, we see it. Mm-hmm. We see a woman who we would expect never really to be on point. her knees before anyone besides the devil get on her knees to Malcolm and plead for him. This is and a woman it really seen tear hearts out. Yeah, so I really, I do believe it. Yeah. Um, I, I think she'll deny it now because he has denied her, but I do think that that is something she really wanted. Yeah, I agree with that. He has a lot of strength, and a lot of strength we have still yet to see. And I think he's willing to go to bat for the people he cares about more than we've given him credit. Not just Vanessa I'm talking about, but I'm also talking about Ethan tonight, who we find out he claims to have no knowledge of when he gets approached by Rusk, which was really fascinating to me. He's like, don't know that guy, never seen him, positive about it. Uh, wow. Yeah, you do. Yeah, of course he does, but I thought that that was really awesome. It's not just Vanessa that he's fighting for anymore. It's his people. They really are a team at this point. They really are a family. Just a team. When they find out about Lyle. Look for everybody else. Yeah. Sarah? Throw it out there that maybe, um, maybe Madame Kali can see into the fact that he, um, that Vanessa was actually Malcolm's actual daughter. And that was what those lines were also probing at. That she was also showing that she knew their blood ties. That's really interesting. Mm. She huh. could see that. Because they were sleep huh. They were sleeping the mm-hmm. that's Vanessa's a, parents. That's a, yeah, a better Vanessa's point mother. than what I made. I, I jumped to that ship. <laughs> yeah. I'm allowed to do that. We're still in the same no, podcast. That's, that's still Not good. the next week. <laughs> yeah. Very true. Did you get that from the chat? I did. You're not giving credit to them. You're, you're, you're making me think that you're Credit to all those in the chat room. You guys are super smart. Thank you for commenting, they rating, all like, There's like all five that. people who say it at once. So. I'm just kidding. No, you guys are brilliant. I love reading all the comments every single week. Yeah, it's You guys awesome. are seriously, without you guys, we wouldn't have a show. Yeah, how do you feel that your job's been taken from you now? Sarah's uh, has an attachment. Sarah, you're killing it. Yeah, she I is. think you, you you should do it every single night. The voice of the people. The voice of the, no, it's awesome. You're adding so much. The, the audience is adding so much. Thank you, everyone. Yeah. But uh, Rusk. Yeah, I was going to say more, Rusk. more on this. Uh, this character is just starting to really get on my last nerve. Yeah. <laughs> and I think Marissa feels the same way. <laughs> you know my stance. I think I said it from day one with him. He's annoying. He slows down the story. We know Sir Malcolm went to Scotland Yard last year. Why bring it up again when we, the audience already knows? Mm-hmm. 
He, uh, it's just wasting our time. He's going to die anyways. You watch. I think they do it for the same reason I said this to Sarah. I get he's doing his job. All right, we have the human, blah, 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 move on. Well, I think that this ep- this show tries to remind us of things because so much happens that that's why I think it was mentioned. It's like, ooh, guys, in case you forgot, for the same reason why when he's with, um, finally at the end when Malcolm is with all of his people and his family, he's like, oh, Peter, like as if we forgot who that was. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They just want to remind us, like, I know what's going on. In case you forgot, here's who this person is. Here's what's going on here. I get, I get it. It's it's remembering everything that happens because for those who didn't forget, when Sir Malcolm went to Scotland Yard last season, it was to dis- investigate all these bloody murders that was going on. Mm-hmm. Didn't had the audience not known it was Ethan at that time, right? And now bringing it back a full year, look how much has changed between his relationship with him and Ethan. So it, it just shows that, yes, his character, again, it's just like, we already know it. <laughs> I know. Marissa, I'm with you. And also, he just has one of those faces you want to suck. Every time he walks into a room, yeah, I know he that has he, a punchable face. Yeah, he has a punchable face. Every time he walks into a room, you know that it's going not the right way. Whenever he's interacting with Ethan, or now with Malcolm, or whoever it is, I'm like, Ugh. Okay, yes, Rusk. Got it. Bye bye. Well, everyone on. in the chat is on board with this whole Rusk being horrible. <laughs> Thank um, you. But some say he is a necessary element. He needs to be after Dorian soon. Um, Nolan von Isch says, and Chaotic say that they agree Brona and Lily should meet with Rusk and deal with him. Those people mm. can now become go together. Brona and Lily? Are we? Is We're she, doing like slashes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Brona, Lily. Lily. Maybe we should just like. John Claire Caliban. Yeah. Mrs. Claire. However you want to go. Evelyn. Madame Kelly. Brona, Lily. Or maybe they should have their own name. It's a Brilly. 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 No, it's not that pretty. When you say it out loud, Brilly sounds good. Lona? Lona. Lona. But she's not a Lona. She's taken many a partners. That's true. I'll be here all week. But I'm. Wow. Okay. Ooh, Bobby wouldn't have liked that one at all. Let's let's take it back to Sir Malcolm. Because Mm -hmm. him talking to Evelyn now, and Evelyn kind of still, in a way, pissed off with him. To the fact that she leaves him alone, be like, your memories are going to haunt you. And it's actually his family that haunts him. Yeah. We see Peter, Mina, and Gladys now. And the little scorpion. And the little scorpion. Scared the crap out of me. Why do you think he that is? He, I mean, the audience still knows he's he has so much guilt over losing his family and someone being being responsible for it. Why do we think we keep bringing back his family? <laughs> I my my theory is a prediction. Okay, you know it. I told it to you while we were watching. Well, we're almost at predictions. I think it's okay. okay. Go for it. When we're almost there. I think that we have Madame Kelly who leaves the room and is like, here, I'm cursing you with these memories. And then we get three bodies. Mm-hmm. And they, we do have this whole revealing in the coffin. Although I was like, why would you open the coffin? That's a horrible idea. I think these are the three daughters. I, I, we know that they can camouflage. Mm. We know that they can skin uh, skin change. It's nice. I think it's the three daughters. I think what we're going to see is that Sir Malcolm needs to combat his guilt and be able to realize that they're not real and kill them. Yeah, I I think the part about them being the three witches isn't a prediction. I think that's definitely truth. Mm-hmm. I think what this mind game is, like what version of Saw they're playing here, is where it gets to be a prediction about what does he have to do to them. He has to take out his own family. 
uh, that's very difficult. We already saw him kill Mina once. I don't know if he's going to be able to do this again. Uh, but he's he's going to have to because we got to keep him around and he's got to get out of this room. But, but really, are we going to predict that these are three witches, one of them is Hecate, and he's going to kill her? No, we need her for the rest of it. So somehow he's got to deal with, with his them. demons. Right. I... I find I've, I find it very believable. It could be the three witches. Also, to go back to the whole scene, the first time he was under the enchantment tonight, and we see Evelyn play with his little heart and his old vision illusion. Yeah, him dancing in the ballroom with his own family. I, I think it showed that Evelyn knows his weakness, which was his family. Found out that the enchantment didn't work, so now he has the act. She has the actual three girls physically executed on him without the enchantment. It, I just find it interesting how they keep bringing up his family. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You would assume that Peter is not even a character we ever really knew on the show except in flashbacks. Mm-hmm. What is he doing here? He's still relevant, and I love that they're keeping him relevant along with Mina. And we know and at Gladys. the end of season one, Sir Malcolm has always wanted planned this exposition to go back to Africa just to retrieve Peter's body. He still hasn't gone to Africa. Right. So Peter's body is still gone. He still hasn't really made amends and concluded Peter's story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, is there any chance that this is, they've somehow brought them trick. back to, or not mind trick, somehow mm-hmm. brought them back to life. We know that people are able to get brought back to life on this show, so is um, there any chance? I, I would so. say no, just on the fact that, well, I believe that Madame Kali could get a hold of his wife. I think that where Mina is and her connection to the vampire side of this whole Demon world. I don't think she's going to be crossing those enemy lines. She couldn't be able to get Mina. <laughs> no, I don't think this is a favor. They're at war. Yeah, there are no favors in war. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole nother story. Okay, different show. Different show. Uh, a couple more things before we get into news and predictions. The the memento mori, as we know, the items and totems, physical objects that remind people of mortality. And I think they easily placed them all over the show, especially in tonight's episode, which I found absolutely brilliant. Candles blowing out. We know that's the symbolism of life ending. Mm-hmm. Um, we did get that awesome shot when Angelique saw the candles being blown out. Mm-hmm. The skulls in Evelyn's house, the mansion, just skulls in general showing death from humans. And then the flowers, obviously, they can die. Which Sarah. also throwing out for the flowers earlier in the chat. I can't scroll all the way back because it was in like the very beginning. They also mentioned the white roses. One person said that they were for secrets, and another person mm. said that white roses were for marriage. So I don't know which one is correct or if they are both correct, but either one is an in adds an interesting element. I think that's the great thing about the show. It just shows the <laughs> duality of everything. Are you unbuttoning yourself? Apparently, apparently Roxy can't help herself. Apparently I got a little into the show. <laughs> it's not that type of show. And that's then Steven um stayed on my close up. <laughs> Thank you, Stephen. You're getting a little too excited. It's a good thing this is an R-rated show. Jeez. And we're rated mature. This is definitely explicit. And then one more, the the amazing shot of the House of Cards. What? Oh. Sarah mentioned the House of Cards, actually, and then she drew Brilliant. it on her piece of paper. So I don't know if you have a comment about that. I need to triangle. look into it because, I mean, the triangle represents a lot. They also 
I want to know if there's a tie into Egypt. Egypt has mentioned a lot in this episode <laughs> mm-hmm. again. Whether it was they were talking about um, Amunet or and they were talking Amira. about the, uh, yes, they were talking about the figure which Vanessa represents that has been existed through history and through ver- through various cultures and mythology. Um, but I want to know what this pyramid is. We do get a lot of pyramid lore with Egypt with like the all seeing eye with. So I want to know why she drew this stack of cards, or is it just so it can how something can so easily fall down? It falls, yeah. And then also cards. We have a lot of different tarot cards. Whatever it True. is, there's, there's different relationships that could be made from this. I, I loved how it was shot, just like grabbing it and boom, graciously falling. Mm-hmm. Love it. Production on the show is freaking amazing. Um, anything else about this episode? No, I think we covered it. I loved it. You got some news for us? We do. Yeah, <gasps> we have a little bit of news. After Buzz TV News. I'm so excited. Season 3 of Penny Dreadful. We are in the cards for season 3. Yeah, yeah. I must have sent out that text message five seconds after reading that. Oh my <laughs> god. I can't even. I'm very, very excited. Literally, when you sent. Okay, so we found out last week um, that we have been renewed. So, and same here um, for season three. And then while you, Roxy, sent out a mass text to all of us, I was simultaneously tweeting it out as well. Yeah, I know. It was amazing. The second I hit send, I got like because I have obviously a special thing on your thing, so it pops up on every tweet. Oh, I feel so special. And so I was like, oh yeah, great minds think alike. This is awesome. This this is there's no negative side of this. There's only great things. We are not done with this story. We are not done with this show. I'm I'm so excited. I'm so excited. And we know season three is slated for a 2016 year, and it will only have a count of nine episodes, which I feel kind of gypped by one don't episode. Give us that I don't want to be too greedy, but why give us ten and then give us nine the next year? Well, what I will say is the less episodes we have, the better those episodes are. Because the faster it goes. The faster it goes and the more money they can put into them. True. Very true. I felt like you had... Uh, I have something that, I mean, I think that a lot of things play in. It just depends. We went from, what, 8 to 10? 8 to 10. And it depends on what they need, what story they're telling. And on top of that, though, there is always the studio push of you don't know what other shows they're going to be doing and how many weeks those need. You know, it varies. There can be a lot of politics involved. Very true, very true. But just know, Penny Jeffel is back for season 3, and so will we be. Woo! Excited. Let's get to predictions. And now, your After Buzz TV predictions. You're right over there? <laughs> yeah, I'm fine. I've got a really good prediction. All right, go for it. Okay. You're beaming with joy. I was going to say it earlier. Uh, joy or embarrassment, one of the two. Um, okay. So here's what I think how this Caliban storyline is going to play out. I don't know if we'll see this by in the next two episodes. By the way, I predict these next two episodes are both going to be amazing. Oh, my God. Amazing. So excited. But it, eventually, what I think is going to happen is Victor is actually going to p- choose Caliban in some sort of capacity, mm-hmm. and it's going to make Caliban side with Victor, and they're going to take down Lily. So I don't think Caliban and Lily are going to be the team. I think, actually, Victor is going to finally pick Caliban over somebody for the first time, and they're they're going to team up as master and creator the way that it was intended, which I'm... Uh, master and monster. So I'm really, really excited for that if, if my prediction comes true. Um, okay. I think what this episode has indicated most to me is that 
I mean, they mentioned cards so much in this show, but it's like everyone is a card and it can be shuffled around. And we can create new pairings. And, like, today we saw Lily switch to Calvin's team, and I think she could just as easily switch to Dorian's team. I think that this can all move around. I also think Dorian has been playing on the side of our are the good guys, mm-hmm. and I think he could become more evil and be our villain. I just think that they've, they're trying to establish characters that they can move from Pete, like, move around the chessboard. Right. That's a good point. Okay. We we kind of see in the previews, I, I believe uh, Vanessa now faces her own doll. Yeah. Voodoo doll. That was, oh my gosh. So, we're... we're the audience is obviously going to find out that Evelyn is behind all of this. Right. Do we think she, Vanessa, is now going to recognize Evelyn being a nightcomer? I don't know. I don't know. I, again, based on her track record right now, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if Vanessa will. <laughs> okay. Let's not get into the track record. Yeah, let's not get into the track I'm not, record. I'm not getting into yeah. it. I'm just saying that I don't, I don't know if she will. I would like to think. Do you think she it's would. just Vanessa? Do you think Sir Malcolm's also going to find out too? Because we know there are two dolls after Vanessa and Sir Malcolm. What? How, and the audience have only seen those two. Has Evelyn created other dolls for the rest of the Grandage people? No, I think we would have seen them. Also, the one thing that we had her create dolls for is we got body parts, fluids from right. Vanessa and from Sir Malcolm. True, right. blood and hair. Um, we haven't seen her get that from anyone else. So I don't think she has has power over anyone else. Okay. Uh, we saw in the previews that Ethan is has holding a gun to his head, and I want to say on last week. I'm so sorry, I forget who wrote this, but somebody on our YouTube comments wrote that they thought actually Ethan was teaching Vanessa to kill somebody because they felt like he was teaching her to kill him if necessary. If necessary. Which I thought huh. was a really good point, especially Brilliant. because you know his whole lock the door, whatever thing, if if need be, and don't look him in the eyes. As a werewolf, he still, that's the part that he could relate with if she looked at him as I, whatever it is. So I thought that was a really interesting point. Okay. Also, is this still, I wonder how the last two episodes are going to go down. If it's all, if in real time, only the same night. And if you think about it, because we didn't see any of Vanessa, Ethan, this could simultaneously be going on the same time they're at the, well, we know it's going on the same time they're at the house. Right. Could this be literally the same day? And then, because we know, sorry, that Ethan is still changing, this was his second night at when right. he was at the house. The third night, which, as we know in the lore, is the most dangerous, could this, the whole second and the, the last two episodes be the third night of him changing and all this is going down? Could be. What? Could, could totally be. We've lost track of time on the show a little bit now because we have split time between the two places. So I don't know. I don't know when we are right now. All right. I'm going to say that's my prediction. We're going to cool. see Ethan change for the third time, for the third night, taking down whoever necessary to thwart all all the yeah. plans that are going on. Any last chat thoughts? I just see you typing Sarah. away. <laughs> Sarah's <laughs> enjoying this. I, I am. She really I am. is. I, I am you talking, found your I calling. believe, with um, Steam Power Goth, who is back on the Brona thing, and I'm still with the, I'm taking out, I've made, we have made the debate over and over again, and people are getting annoyed with it, but whatever, um, about 
Vanessa recognizing Bronis Lashley. Mm. We talked about the clairvoyance. We've talked about the meeting her. And I'm going to take out, and this is what I just saw in the chat, take out the element that the Vanessa is supposed to be this powerful, clairvoyant, amazing woman. I'm sorry, but if you are semi-seeing a dude and they go on a date with another girl and you run into them, you remember that girl. And then you stalk her on Facebook. Yeah, I'm just saying. Get with the times. <laughs> Get with the times. Okay. And, and I'll, I'll just finish. I'll finish it off with this with something positive. That we were very positive this whole episode. We've it's not its way in. But I, so I'll, I'll conclude us with being powerful women. This was very awesome, powerfully driven female storylines. Yeah, Bobby, we don't need you. We, we don't. I mean, <laughs> we have Girls Night here, and and to top it all off, this episode was directed by a female. Cool. Very cool. By cool. Carrie Skogland. So, woman power all around. All right. Oh, yeah. Let's, with that, we'll finish. Where can everyone keep talking to you about this amazing show? You guys can find me everywhere at Roxy Stryer. I don't have one of those things. You can follow her at hashtag Sarah Stratton. You can follow me on Twitter at TV. You can follow all of us here on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all those fun places at AfterBuzzTV. Remember to check out PodcastOne.com. Fill out the fun listener survey. Check out Mazda, too, because they have great cars. And we will see you for the last two episodes. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 